Hey everybody, this is Todd Lesher, and this is just a little intro to the podcast. We've got a great episode today with Mike Adkins and Scott Carpenter, who are both on staff at Forest Hill. But I want to let you all know, before you played the podcast, this has some sensitive information in this episode. And so if you have some kids around, if they're in the car while you're playing this, just be mindful that some of the content is a little intense. But it's a great episode, and we really think it's going to be helpful for your family. So enjoy this episode and parent on. You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It's always good to be with you. Today, we're going to talk about mental health, specifically in the area of depression among children and teenagers. And I've got some good friends around the table with me today. Mike Adkins and Scott Carpenter are here with me. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, why don't you guys take a moment to introduce yourselves? My name is Mike Atkins. I am the worship leader at the South Park campus of Forest Hill Church here in Charlotte. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm married for six years and I have a puppy named Poe. A uh, little Poe. <laughs> Sweet. Good to have you, Mike. And I'm Scott. Um, basically, I'm a counselor here, serve the Forest Hill community, um, love what I do. I've been married 25 years this June. Uh, two kids, but we have adoption. And just really um, aware of God's continued growth in my life in the last year. So, awesome. that's a little bit about me. Great, thank you, Scott. Um, both of you guys are a tremendous blessing to our church in a variety of ways. So, I know it's going to be a blessing to our listeners as well. So, let's get started. And Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the work you do sure. specifically, or just with care and counseling at Forest Hill? and then our approach to mental health therapy and counseling. Okay, sure. So uh, one of the things that I'm very aware of when it comes to mental health is that we need to approach it in a holistic way, yeah. which means that we approach care through a physical, emotional, and spiritual element. And so all of those affect um, our awareness, our ability to deal with circumstances. Uh, if you think of it as a three-legged stool, you move one of the legs, it won't work. Right. And so we approach every client in that frame. I think also for us at Forest Hill, uh, we're really blessed to have competent Christian counselors. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that we are clinically trained to do our job as counselors, but we're also very in tune to the pastoral piece. In yeah. fact, I think most of us would say we're pastors first. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what we do... Um, is based on a, a beautiful blending of those two worlds yeah. and making sure that while we care for the, the mental health of those that we see, we're not absent of the movement of the Holy Spirit. Right. In fact, a lot of our, our counselors are actually ordained. Uh, that's how important it is for us to integrate those things. Uh, but our job when we see someone is to connect them with the best care possible, and that may be with sessions with one of our counselors, say six to eight sessions short term, or maybe um, we feel like you probably would benefit for a longer term yeah. uh, session. So we might refer you out to the community, to someone who's Christian that can sit with you in long-term care. Yeah, But that's kind of our approach to what we look at as far as counseling. That's really great. Yeah. Well, why don't we get into the topic? Sure. So can you define depression for us, and then what are some of the expressions of sure. depression? Sure, absolutely. Um, so 
just as we talk about depression, we need to realize that it's a mood disorder, okay. and uh, it causes this kind of persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. Um, it's also called major depressive disorder or clinical depression. Um, it affects how we feel, think, and behave, and it can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems. Um, you may have trouble doing like the normal day-to-day activities. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you may feel as if life isn't worth living even. Um, in a very solipic, uh, simplistic dynamic, it's like being stuck between a rock and a hard place, mm-hmm. and there's no escape. Uh, there's no sense of hope. You're just kind of stuck there. Yeah. And so, you know, just thinking through that, what that would feel like. I've also heard it described um, for many of us, if we're cold, we would take something warm like a blanket and wrap it around us, and we feel very safe and secure. For someone who has uh, depression, it's like feeling that need but having a wet, soggy, cold blanket Mm. and not feeling that sense of safety. Um, It's more than just about a blues. Um, Depression isn't a weakness. You can't simply snap out of it uh, or just get over it. Um, which I've heard many people say. Um, depression may require long-term treatment, uh, but don't get discouraged. I think every year we get better at taking care of folks who are struggling with depression yeah, um, through medication, through psychotherapy. Best case scenario, both are utilized. Um, and I think it's also very important to note that when we discuss de- depression, there really are two very unique lanes. Okay. Um, and and my approach today is more of the chronic depression. Mm. There's also situational depression. Okay. And situational depression is more like just kind of a um, simplistic reaction to sadness or, you know, for example, if you overexert yourself and you do too much in, in family ministry, mm-hmm. um, at the end of that 70, 80-hour week, right, right. you can have a little bit of situational depression. Yeah. And it may be even therapeutic. You might need to just rest. But I'm really kind of talking about the mood disorder. Okay. Okay. Um, depression, uh, as you were asking me, and the expressions of it or the symptoms of it, yeah. I'm going to g- kind of go through the list. And and I have to give a warning because when you hear lists like this, you immediately think, oh, that's me. Right. But understand, like, this is a daily. This is happening in multiples. And, and you have to have a lot of these uh, boxes checked to be diagnosed with the mood disorder of depression. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So um, just going through a couple of these, uh, feeling of sadness, tearfulness, emptiness, or hopelessness, uh, angry outburst, irritability, or frustration, even over small matters, uh, loss of interest or pleasure in most or all normal activities, such as sex, hobbies, or sports, sleep disturbances, including insomnia or sleeping too much, tiredness and lack of energy, so even small tasks take extra effort, Um, reduced appetite and weight loss, or increased cravings for food and weight gain, Mm. anxiety, agitation or restlessness, slowed thinking, speaking or body movements, feelings of worthlessness or guilt, fixating on past failures or self-blame, trouble thinking, concentrating and making decisions and remembering things, frequent or recurrent thoughts of death, suicidal thoughts, suicide attempts or suicide and unexplained physical problems such as back pain or headaches. Um, For many people, again, I just want to repeat this, um, this affects every aspect of their life. Um, Things like work, school, uh, social activities, relationships, and, I mean, they just feel generally miserable uh, and unhappy, and they really don't know why. And and that is, I think, a really good framework for what we're talking through as far as depression. Yep. Yeah, so it's a pretty broad spectrum of right. symptoms there. And so right. some of those, you know, I'm sure parents can relate, 
with yep. a number remember those mm-hmm. personally but when they look at their kids right you know whether a young child mm-hmm. elementary age mm-hmm. uh, middle school teenager I mean those are kind of the those are a ripe field uh, for right. some of those symptoms to take place can you give some of that distinction like the sure. situational yeah. and the chronic and how those yeah. kind of balance out let, let me jump ahead because yeah. I think your question is really appropriate um, and I think it's good for us to kind of step back for just a moment. Um, so when we're talking about children and teens, yep. it's really a very different um, aspect that I'm so thrilled that you're doing this podcast about. So only about 50% of adolescents with depression get diagnosed before reaching adulthood. Hmm. And as many as two in three depressed teens don't get the care they could to get help. Wow. And, and so to address that, um, in February, the American Academy of Pediatrics released a updated guideline for care for teens. Oh, good. And, and what they're doing is when your kid goes in for a well visit, they are, along with that well yeah. visit, doing yeah. a complete diagnostic on whether the teen may or may not have depression. So that's phenomenal for us. Yep. But it only works if you take your child for a well visit. Yep. Uh, and I think that's where we have to communicate. We have to be a, a part of making sure that our kids receive the best care possible. Yeah. Um, but that's being done as of February of this year. That's good. So that's exciting. Yep. I, I think for me, um, when we talk about um, a depression and, and specifically about kids and adolescents, um, the younger children have symptoms of depression um, that may be like um, sadness or irritability, that's a key one, clinginess, uh, worry, aches and pains, refusing to go to school, or being underweight. In teens, symptoms may include sadness, irritability, feeling negative and worthless, anger, poor performance or poor attendance at school, feeling misunderstood and extremely sensitive, using recreational drugs or alcohol, eating or sleeping too much, self-harm, loss of interest in normal activities, and avoidance of social interaction. And, and as I'm going through those, I know what people are thinking as they're mm-hmm. hearing that list. They're thinking, all right, so I just heard that list. Some of those sound like just the normal yep. behavior of a moody teenager. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so how do you know my kid's just being a teen mm-hmm. or they have true depression? And I think for me, you really have to know your children and you have to talk with your children and understand the dynamic that there's a shift that you're yep. seeing evident. In yep. other words, um, let me give you an example. Uh, Billy's an A-B student. Um, he loves baseball and cheeseburgers. He loves hanging out with the kids in advance. And all of a sudden, uh, it's like he turns it all off. Mm. Um, he's getting Ds in all his classes except for P.E. and band. Um, he doesn't want to hang out with his friends. He doesn't want to eat anything. He doesn't uh, go to advance because he's sleeping in. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a radical shift, that to me feels like critical territory for a parent. Yeah. And, and it's not so much checking boxes, but just being aware like, hey, something's not quite right with Billy. We, we probably should have a conversation and see what's going on. And it's just that simple. Hey, I just noticed that things aren't seeming the same. Yeah. What's going on? Are you okay? Yeah. And, and I think for us as parents, um, I, I definitely don't want to frighten, but I want to raise the awareness bar so that we know that we need to have these conversations. Yeah, that's yep. really good. Thanks, good. Scott. So, Mike, you have shared your personal journey mm-hmm. uh, in dealing with depression in a couple of settings at our church. And so I'd love for our listeners to hear 
your story and your battle with depression there, and then we'll get into some more personal questions along the lines of that as well. So just give us kind of an overview, whether it, when it started, when you started noticing these things, and go back as far as you can. And Yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I have always been raised in a very um, ministry-minded family. Mm-hmm. My father is a pastor. Um, he was in a Christian rock band when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because a lot of the parents that are probably listening are like, hey, my kid has been in you know, church for a long time. Yep. Um, and so me, uh, for me, the Bible was always um, a source of inspiration, a source of comfort, um, of instruction, uh, what it is for mm-hmm. most disciples, right? Um, and so when I was about uh, 19, um, that's where, for me, what I thought, uh, personally, what I thought was just like, hey, man, things are getting harder. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just graduated high school, yep. getting into college, um, all this kind of stuff. Um, that's where a shift kind of took place, and I, I kind of chalked it up mm-hmm. to what you had said, like, mm-hmm. Um, I'm very introspective, Mm -hmm. so I had kind of chalked it up to, oh, I'm just going through emotional, hormonal, you know, whatever, growth Mm -hmm. growth spurts, things that go along with that physically and biologically. Um, But then you start to peel back layers and you see, oh, man, there's actually some, you know, maybe there's some spiritual warfare going on in Mm -hmm. there. And then you peel back another layer and you're like, oh, my gosh, well, emotionally, I'm really not who I was, Mm -hmm. you know. And at this time, I'm in a I'm in a Christian rock band. We're traveling all over the place. Where yeah. you know we're trying to go after record deals and all that kind of stuff. But um, but I just remember like looking back now. I'm getting ready to turn 30, so this is over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm looking back at at 19, and I genuinely have a blind spot on that year. Mm. Um, I can't remember that year. Mm. My uh, my wife and I were dating at that time, mm-hmm. and she can tell you story after story of <laughs> things that we did, places that we went. Yeah. Um, I have no recollection of it. Mm. Um, and so somehow physiologically, my, my mind has mm-hmm. just shut that thing down, yep. shut that year down. Um, so then you fast forward um, to, you know, I'm here on staff um, up here leading worship yeah. um, every weekend. Um, and uh, just this feeling of um, intense loneliness yep. um, was the first thing that I ever noticed. I, you feel bad. Right, I, I felt bad. I felt off, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know how to articulate it. Mm. And so, just going through day to day life, all those boxes that you had, ju- that list that you just said, I'm just checking off mm-hmm. multiples of them. Right. Um, and uh, it took a long time to get there, but um, you know, I had uh, I was up on stage one night, and I remember if anybody's familiar with the song, we were singing the song "Christ Is Enough." Mm-hmm. Um, which the chorus says, "Christ is enough for me." Mm-hmm. Everything I need is in you. Right. You are everything that I need. And I remember um, I'm leading this song. People have their eyes closed. They're worshiping. It's, it's fantastic. And in my head, I am just yelling at God. Yeah. Just like, if you were enough, I wouldn't feel this mm. way. You know? Yeah. And uh, oof, you, you talk about like getting real down <laughs> yep, to the nitty gritty. Yep, yep. I am on the stage <laughs> leading this song and just like all but cussing at God. Mm-hmm. Just come on, man. Yeah. You, you got to be kidding me. Mm. Um, I've shown myself to be faithful to you, like all this stuff, right? Yeah. And I get home, and my wife was actually out of town. And uh, before I knew it, I kind of came to uh, in a bathtub um, with cold water just pouring all over me. had all my clothes on, Mm. and I was holding a razor blade. Mm. And um, I don't say that as like a credibility. I know what I'm talking about. I say that as um, 
a distinction between feeling bad and the reality of a physical manifestation of of depression. And so I I literally came to, you know, I I don't know how to explain how I got there. Mm. Um, I don't remember any of it. But just this blind spot came to and uh, just started to weep, like come out of that and uh, you can't snap out of it like you had said. But there's these weird waves that you kind of like, you lose your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you literally lose your mind uh, in certain instances. And so um, I remember at the time I had uh, reached out to my co-leader, Sarah McDowell, mm-hmm. and just told her, I didn't know how to articulate what was going on, had no idea what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a psychology major, so I have a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. Should have had lingo mm-hmm. to grab on, mm-hmm. onto. But because I'm so um, focused on spiritual health, yeah. mm-hmm. right, of being a minister, Right. Uh, at being a follower of Christ, I completely negated mm. all of these physical attributes that you the had holistic, just listed, yeah, Scott. Yeah. So, so yeah, the holistic part. Yeah. Um, and so for me, the the physical uh, really started to take mm. a toll. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two more instances of that mm. um, where I felt like I was just drowning in this ocean, just yep. no uh, shore. Mm-hmm. And and the way that I've always described it is. I was I was a millimeter underneath the water surface, mm. so so that feeling of the air is right there, yeah. but I cannot get enough to fill my lungs. Yeah. Mm. Um, man, that analogy of a wet blanket, mm-hmm. I have never heard that, but that is exactly yeah. spot on. Yeah. Um, the the for me it was the feeling of needing to breathe to mm. fill my lungs, mm-hmm. um, to feel the coldness, feel the coldness of of the air mm-hmm. and never being able to, yeah. um, trying to breathe through like a big, heavy, wet yeah. blanket. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there were two more, uh, suicide attempts. I say that loosely because yeah. I never pressed the razor to my skin, mm-hmm. but I came to yeah. all three times mm-hmm. at this place of yeah. going to, going to end yeah. it. Yeah. The third time I had actually, um, it was premeditated. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was a lot more planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather do it here so right. that when my wife finds me, she finds me here. Mm-hmm. Um, my mind had started to believe all these lies mm-hmm. that um, things are going to be better off without me. Yeah. My wife is going to be able to live a healthy, holistic, yeah. beautiful mm-hmm. life if yeah. I just end my life, you right. know. And that is so uh, not true. Yeah. You know, that is so out in left field. Right. That's not even in the, in the ball field, you yeah. know. Um, but it's a symptom of depression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so there's no real um, explaining it at the right, time. Right. Um, and for me, like, and, and some kids, um, parents, as you're talking to your kids, there there might be some that say, I, I don't, I'm not interested in killing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not into this grandiose idea of death. Mm-hmm. For me, I just wanted to stop existing. Yeah. I didn't want to go to heaven. I didn't want to go to hell. I didn't want to mm-hmm. be on earth anymore. Like, it was just a... Mm-hmm. Like a vapor, I just right. wanted to disappear. Yeah, right. Um, and so for me, that—that's really my story. Was these three attempts? My wife, God bless my wife. Um, mm-hmm. I have—I have done very little ever, <laughs> if nothing, to deserve her uh, in my life. She is a gift from God. But yep. yeah. she uh, found out um, after that third time, and uh, she uh, she made appointments. She sought out help. Um, one of the things that we personally wanted to do because I was on staff was to go see someone that was strictly um, biologically inclined, right? Yeah. So not not a uh, spiritual counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what we actually did was uh, I got a mentor whose name is Robbie Fisher, yep. um, who I think is a mentor for a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that was my spiritual, <laughs> yeah. um, holistic approach. Yep. Um, and then a doctor 
um, that is completely removed from church or yeah. anything like that. For me, growing up in the church, right. um, I wanted that separation. Yeah. Um, but now, being at a place where I'm at least baseline healthy right. most of the time through medication yeah. and um, psychotherapy and counseling yeah. and stuff, yeah. um, it has led to a holistic thing. And that, yeah. that's all God working things together yeah. for good. good. Um, but that's a lot of my story. So I mm-hmm. still um, feel the effects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that floor, that bottomless pit, mm-hmm. now with medication and counseling and stuff, yeah. has now become like an actual floor. Yeah. Instead of a bottomless pit, pit I now have a floor. Yeah, so good. if I go low... yeah. I'm only going to go so low, mm. um, which is a godsend. That's a right, blessing yeah. for yeah. sure. Give us a few ideas of your worldview and kind of your outlook on life mm-hmm. in uh, dealing with depression there. You gave some of those things in the, over the course of your story there, yeah. but how are you seeing the world? How are you viewing yourself? Yeah. Just to give our listeners a perspective of what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. So before before any kind of help yep. um, really came in, and this is this is – you know, I, I don't want to uh, negate the fact that I am a firm believer in Jesus Christ. Yeah. I have new life in Him. Yep. Um, for goodness sake, I mean, I'm, I'm a minister. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. pastor at heart. So mm-hmm. um, all of those things are true. Right. It doesn't negate those things. Yeah. But it makes the, the water really muddy. Yeah. Um, it makes you feel like you're floating in a cloud mm-hmm. a lot of the time mm-hmm. um, that you can't breathe in. And so um, for me, my world outlook was, was very much of me being isolated. Um, everyone around me is dealing with things well, mm. and I am not. Yeah, yeah. I felt like um, I felt like a child in a room full of adults. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like, um, you know, and I don't mean this offensively in any way. I felt like the blind guy in the middle of the room with mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. were describing all the beauty that they were seeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I, I hear it, I believe it but I'm not experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you talk about a stretch in your faith. Yeah. Um, now, if, you know, in terms of an adolescent or, you know, a child, they're not going to have that, that life experience for that faith. I know we're supposed to have faith like children, yeah. um, but they're not going to have that, um, that thing to look back on those Ebenezer stones to mm-hmm. look back on and say, God was faithful here. Mm-hmm. They're still trying to come to terms with who God is in the first place. Yeah, right. And so, um, the outlook can be very isolated. I am different, not in a special way. I am different than everyone else and I don't deserve what everybody else deserves. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was almost this thing of, um, everyone around me was, was doing well. They were being rewarded by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and your and reward I was, was depression. Yes. You know, it's yes. like, man, this if, is the if worst. If he's a father of yeah. good gifts, yeah. then I got the, I'll the give burnt mine piece back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can yeah, I exactly. return mine? Yep. Like yep. if he's, if he's giving us, you know, bread, I got the burnt piece. Yep. So, um, but that's, that was my world look was, yep. I know God that you are true and that you're constant, but you are for everyone else. Mm-hmm. You're not for me. Yep. And I have done something to, to deserve this, yeah. um, which is a lie from the pit of hell, from the, from uh-huh. the mouth of the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to make that clear yep, <laughs> for anybody that's listened to it. There is nothing at all true about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, the principle here is that not everyone is dealing with depression, mm-hmm. but everyone at some point believes the lie that they're the only one going through what they're going mm, through. Absolutely. And that no one would understand that they're weak, they need to get their act together on their own, and it's just not true. It's right. one reason why we're doing this podcast, is to say, hey, parents, yeah. we're with you, you're not alone. Yeah. And so we bring up all these different topics just yeah. to say, we're in the midst with you. Mm-hmm. We don't have it figured out because we're talking about it. We're talking about it because we don't have it all figured out yeah, there. Right. 
Yeah. Well, as as we've been talking here, uh, Scott and Mike, you both have given illustrations to de- describe depression because mm-hmm. you know, like you you gave this list, Scott, that's very long, but right. the illustrations seem to help. Mm-hmm. And so we've talked about this wet blanket mm-hmm. idea. Uh, Mike, you mentioned being trapped under shallow water and mm-hmm. not being able to get your breath, you yeah. know, not being able to break the surface. Is another helpful one, you know, the clouds won't clear. Yeah. It's just it's just cloudy right. all the time. And yeah. you know, like the sun is on the other side of yeah. those clouds and tomorrow they'll break, they'll break. And it's like, nope, this kind of chronic, yeah. just continual, right. the clouds are covering mm-hmm. here. And so, Scott, I, I would love for you to encourage our parents okay. in some way, because I know this can be a little nerve wracking for right. our listeners right. to discern, for one, to discern if their child is depressed and to right. get them the help they need. Right. And then part two is what advice do you have for parents on where to start? There are those things yeah. of going, how do I, where do I even begin? And then right. how do I start to get help? Yeah. I, I think, you know, we've kind of uh, walked through the dynamic of what's significant about uh, teens and children that are suffering from depression. And, and we also talked a little bit about the that dynamic of, I think the the critical part is that you notice a change in your mm-hmm. child's behavior, and it's it's striking. Yeah. Um, and I think too, like to to Mike's point, uh, being willing to have a conversation. Yeah. I mean, the beauty of what Mike's done for the body of Christ is he's allowed us to look at mental health in a in a yep. healthy way. Yep. Um, truly, to be healthy um, is to talk through it. And so, a lot of times when you're frustrated. You, you just kind of ignore everything. You just kind of swallow it and, and hope for the best. Yeah. And, and not only is that ill-advised, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the stats that go along with suicide, as you were talking, uh, girls are three times more likely to attempt suicide. Boys are two times more likely to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's something that we've got to deal with. And um, number three on the, li- the list of death for teens, number three is suicide. Yeah. So... And, and that's current stats. Yeah. And so we've got to talk. We've got to share. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to um, we've got to raise awareness, and not only for parents but for families of what this looks like. Um, and and I think there's always a hesitancy. You yeah. know, um, if I'm really being honest, there's there's a, a sense of well, there's so much going on. They're just they're just tired. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll just you know make sure he gets outside more often. Um, hangs out with his friends more often, um, and and those are all good things, but they're not really dealing with the issues. Mm-hmm. And, and and so to your point, I think we need to invest in the health of our children. Yeah. Um, if your child was sick, say had a sinus infection right, for a week, right. you would take him to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And why is it uh, that we as a church feel so hesitant to take our kids to see a counselor, or a psychiatrist, if there's some kind of depression. Yeah. Um, and it says something as a society. Yeah. Um, there's also kind of a deep South mentality of our problems are our problems. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we tend to be very inclusive as this is what we're doing as a family and we don't need you. Yep. Um, and so I think, especially in the church, when we're really calling for people to be a part of life, mm-hmm. um, if you're if you're calling it Bible study, you go and you sit and you open the Bible. If you call it life group, you're investing, you're, yeah, you're yeah, listening, you're growing. And, yeah. and so it's so critical that we all be involved. We do communicate um, and we encourage. Yeah, there's a, we, we got to address the perfect portrait family, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it's not true. Right. You post as many beautiful pictures 
uh, in your home of right. your family, but be honest mm-hmm. about right. your family. Pictures don't tell right. the the true story, right. and so don't let it deceive you in, right. in that way. There, mm-hmm. that they, we've got to have it figured out because everybody else has got it figured out. It's just not true. We're all going through our stuff, and we need each other to get through it. Right. Well, when do parents need to get professional help for their kids? Um, that's a great question. If you feel like your child has depression and it's affecting their ability to enjoy life, get help. Um, and I think for me, the beauty of this church body is that we value counseling, and yeah. so you can start there. Yeah. Um, just you know, take in, do an assessment, uh, to kind of decide what would be the best mode of care. It may be simply they're just developing, but we can be a part of the care f- for your children. Yeah. And I, I think for me, that's a great starting point. Um, there's also referrals for medical care, which Mike had mentioned. To me, I really kind of see that as almost like a kickstart for care. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best modality is medication and counseling, though. Mm. Uh, I think that um, every stat I've ever read has, has proven that to be the case, yeah. that you, you need kind of that kickstart to get to a place of clarity so you can get the counseling you can to talk through what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's for me, a launch pad for parents. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. So once parents learn mm-hmm. kind of the, the state or the condition mm-hmm. of their child, mm-hmm. what's the best thing a parent can do for their children in their home and their family rhythm? Yeah. So this is probably the most important question that we'll talk through today. Okay. And I think we've kind of alluded to some of it. Um, but in our home, um, if you're, you're a Christian home, maybe you've had a time where you've talked about uh, children and teens accepting Jesus as their Savior mm-hmm. and what it looks like to believe in Him, to have faith. Mm-hmm. We may even have the birds and bees conversation mm-hmm. with them and talk about, hey, you're maturing, your hormones are going to be kicking in, you may make some <laughs> impulsive decisions, sure. and, and we, we do a great job talking about that. But we are deficient when it comes to talking with our children about their mental development, mm-hmm. their emotional awareness. Um, our kids are not only growing physically and spiritually, they're also growing emotionally. Yeah. And so having candid conversations about their awareness of who they are, awareness of being known, not only knowing themselves, but knowing other people, what it means to have relationships, the dynamics of social contact. Like, I think it has to start with healthy conversations about emotional and, and mental health. Yeah. And, and then if we're having those conversations, this seems very natural. Yeah. And I think part of it may be like there's this myth out there that if I talk to my kid about suicide or I talk to him about depression, right. my right. kid's going to be depressed. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrendous, mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen. Uh, I think the more we talk about it, the more likely that there's going to be health. Yeah. And, and I think we have to do that. So uh, in the home, strive to reduce stress. I think that's critical. I, we kind of mentioned it, but exercise is also a great mm. thing to do to boost mood. Like if it's sunny outside, go out for a walk. Mm-hmm. Exercise produces dopamine and also vitamin D, which is critical. Yeah. Uh, raise your awareness. If you find out that your child has ADHD, read a book on it. Yeah. You know, listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, make yourself more aware. Have conversations. Talk about it. Hold on to the faith that you are going to get better. Mm-hmm. As a family and as an individual, pray for your family. Let your children hear you pray over them. Mm-hmm. They need to hear that there's connection, that yep. it's okay to, to have whatever it may be and that we are growing together. Yep. And, and I think that's so critical. Yep. And I love that you're talking about talking about it mm-hmm. because 
oftentimes we don't talk about it because we're afraid of what it will lead to, mm-hmm. but yeah. children don't have any framework of where right. to start with. Yep. So they have these thoughts in their head and they have these observations of the world, but if they don't have any description right. about it, how do they make sense of it? And they put yep. it into any sort of category, whether it's license or fear, mm-hmm. you know, in one way or another. So yeah. you're giving them a perspective mm-hmm. of how to see things in an appropriate, healthy kind of self-controlled way right. in some of these yeah. areas, and too. And the beauty of what you just said, Todd, is what we're doing is we're stepping out of fear into wisdom. Yep, yep. yep. And Proverbs is full of us. Yeah, But yeah. that's exactly right. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, what advice do you have for people who are depressed mm-hmm. and for friends of someone who is going through depression? Um, man, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, I would say, first of all, you are not by yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a holistic statement. Yeah. You are not alone. Your heavenly father loves you. Yeah. Um, I cannot emphasize that enough. Our words do not give credit mm-hmm. to how much God loves us. Um, you know, he says in his word that there's neither height nor depth, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing can separate us from mm-hmm. the love of God. So you are, you are loved, you are treasured, yeah. um, and you are not by yourself. Um, in terms of depression, advice would be, um, as hard as it is and as uh, shameful as it is, because mm-hmm. depression always comes with shame, um, you got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it took a lot of uh, real conversation and accountability. So mm-hmm. um, when my wife found out about the uh, my third attempt, um, she looked at me, she grabbed me by the face, mm-hmm. and uh, she looked at me dead in the eyes, our nose were touching, and she said, this is not an option. Mm. Um, it is the most loving, uh, angriest, um, fiercest, mm. and most compassionate statement mm. my wife has ever said to me mm. um, all at the same time. Yeah. And it was literally a kick in the, kick in the rear, yeah. get your act together, mm. um, but we are going to get this. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get this. Um, Knowing that from her, I trusted her. Mm. And uh, I think a lot of times depression, those lies that we talked about that we buy into, yeah, um, they zap us of trusting anyone. Mm. Um, and so for her to, you know, if anybody knows my wife, they know I am a very uh, outgoing personality. I recharge as an introvert, mm-hmm. um, but I'm very out in the open. I love people. My wife is very quiet. Um, she loves folks and everything like that, but she's real quiet. She's a homebody. Mm-hmm. So to see her step up um, is one of the greatest gifts I, I have in my life that I can mm-hmm. look back on um, or look to even now. We're still going through this. Yep. Like it, it hasn't ended, yep. um, but healing is, is happening. Yeah. You know, and so life is blooming out of this. Um, but have those hard conversations, allow others into it. Yeah. Mm. Um, whether you see him or not, Jesus is sitting right there with you. Mm. He was in the bathtub with me, mm. you know, mm. and I see that now. I didn't see it then. Sure. Um, and, you know, a lot of people say experience is the greatest teacher. Mm. Um, I think I think faith and trust are, are better teachers mm. um, because I don't have to, you don't have to experience what I experienced. Right. You don't have to sit in the bathtub with a razor blade. Um, but if you trust the words that I'm saying, or you trust, if I trust the words that my wife is saying, mm-hmm. Then, then there's hope. Yeah, you know. Yep. And so, uh, for those that are battling depression right now, um, if you are on medication, do not skip it. 
Mm. Whether you think it's working or not, mm. don't skip it. Um, I tried that. That mm. is awful. <laughs> um, that is not a good idea. The headaches mm-hmm. and everything that come with that. Um, but but do it. Yeah. See it through. Um, have conversations. If you don't feel like it's working, talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're having conversations, if you're not on medication yet, explore those options. I mean, right. you know, a lot of the things that happened um, with me in the healing process happened because, um, number one, I have an amazing doctor. Mm-hmm. I love her very much. Um, but also the questions that I would ask. Hey, I don't understand what you're saying right here. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why I still feel this way. Yeah. Be like, oh, well, because of this and this and this and this. Ask, hold people accountable, mm-hmm. be held accountable. That's right. Um, without that, I mean, what are, what are we really trying to get at? Right. If we're not willing, like you said, to yeah. do life with one another, mm-hmm. if we're not willing to to open up our our hearts and our minds, mm-hmm. you know, like how how are we going to do that? Yeah. Je- Jesus says, "A new commandment I give to you." He tells his disciples this, right? A new commandment I give to you: as you've been loved, love one another. Mm-hmm. I have been loved holistically, mm. love each other holistically, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have been, Jesus opened up, God has opened up his word, his mind, his thoughts to us. Why would I keep mine shut? Yeah. You know? Um, so that's my advice is communication. I mean, in, yeah. in a nutshell, yeah, communicate. Definitely. Yeah. And to kind of reiterate and stress the point there, it families, if you have a son or daughter, a child or a teenager who is dealing with mental health or depression, you are not a less than family. Right. And so to hear that, like your starting place is not less than. Mm-hmm. You, you're you going through something and you need this community around. That's one reason for us still exists. It's why we do life groups. And so if it's talking to someone at the church or someone in your life group, start there, but have that conversation and wade in. And, um, I believe in our staff and I believe in our team and mm-hmm. they are there and they are present and they'll get you the help and assistance that you need. Mm-hmm. So along those lines, yeah. Scott, why don't you uh, tell families how they connect with Care and Counseling? Sure. Uh, they can just pick up a phone and give us a call, uh, 704-716-8700. Very good. So start there. So I think that's what they do on the radio is like they give the number, not the website. So you can just make a phone call real quick. And so make that call and our team will get you the help and connection that you need. So what final advice do you have as we wrap this up? Um, I think, you know, one of the things that you brought to our attention is this idea of clouds and the sun's on the other side. Mm -hmm. I think it's very helpful uh, for me in their framework of counseling to introduce the idea that this is a season. Mm. Uh, We just passed from winter into spring. Yeah. And, and the, you know, Charlotte weather, we're going back and forth, yeah, back yeah, and forth. Yeah, we are. Can't but, make up our mind. But in a real way, like, you need to understand maybe this is a season you're enduring. And it, it may last a couple seasons, but it's going to come out to a place of whole, wholeness. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the idea of uh, you're not alone, I think that's brilliant. Um, I think so many times we do think we're the only ones that are struggling with mental illness, and I think that's really important. Communicate, 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 communicate. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's what I heard yep. from today, and I think it's uh, absolutely vital that that's what they hear. Um, Deuteronomy 31.8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And in 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up on due time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Yeah. And, and God is good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in that dynamic of goodness, there is potential growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so as I hear Mike sharing his story, 
what he, what he is experiencing today is so much more mature mm-hmm. than anything he's been before. And, and the beauty of that is you've learned perseverance yep. and you've truly understood trust and you've truly understood faith mm-hmm. and you know what hope feels like now. Mm-hmm. And I think as we talk through this, you know, whatever we are struggling with, there is this opportunity to really deepen our faith in the Lord. Yeah. And, and even though this is a, a, a challenge, um, we can walk together and discover that together. Yeah. And that's a great, great thing. Yeah, that's it's good. part of being in the community. Yeah, thanks for sharing those scriptures. Yeah. Psalm 121 comes to mind. It says, the one who watches over you will not slumber. Mm-hmm. Indeed, the one who watches over you never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord mm-hmm. keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. So to, yeah. to those points, yeah. he is, he's always on the lookout, right. always with us. So, Mike, what's your advice? Yeah, um, yeah gosh, while we're sharing scriptures, um, <laughs> Jeremiah 20, there's a verse in there that says, pray for the welfare of the city that I've called you into exile, mm-hmm. for in its welfare you'll find your own. Um, and I think what you said, you're not a lesser than family if you're mm-hmm. dealing with this. Yeah. Um, lean into what God has in yep. store. Um, yep. That's that's me. Um, <laughs> learning to, instead of trying to uh, get up above that water to take a breath, yep. um, lean into the ocean and swim down in there and, yeah. and watch God mm. teach you how to breathe underwater. You yeah. know, yeah. That's what he's doing with me. Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, C.S. Lewis says this, uh, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're talking about this cloudy and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, and you can't see the sun. Um, but I do believe what what we have all alluded to is that hope is on mm-hmm. on the other side. Even if you can't see the hope right now, the things that you are seeing are because of the hope that we have mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, advice from me, communication. I, I just, yeah. I don't know that we could, we could literally this entire time have just said the word communication <laughs> over and over and over, <laughs> yeah. and it would have done what, what yeah, we right, need to do right, because right. Um, communication with God through prayer, um, communication through with God through his word, mm-hmm. communication with your family through prayer and his word together, um, yeah, our, our kids and um, ourselves, we, we are blessings to one another from God. All good things come from God. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, li- life is worth it, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, your child's health is worth it. Yeah. It's worth every penny. No one would doubt that. Yeah. Yep. So, so trust that yep. exploring yeah. those options are going to lead to life. And the good news is that no one is more committed to us than our Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. and no one is committed to children more than their parents. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they got going for them yeah, absolutely. is the starting point here. So, yeah, Mike, thanks so much for sharing your story, being vulnerable with your journey. And, yeah, Scott, thank thanks you. for sharing your insight and your experience with us. Let me say a prayer to finish yeah. this out. Thank you. Heavenly Father, this is a big topic, but it's not bigger than you. And so thanks for being in our midst, in our presence, and being with us. You never leave us or forsake us. And through the hard times, that your grace uh, gives us what we need in our weakness, and that you have surrounded us with a community of people who have gone before us, who have suffered and struggled and dealt with a, a range of different topics and circumstances and situations. And thank you that you have uh, worked your power in their lives. Thank you for Mike and his willingness to share his story with us. May it be an encouragement and inspiration to those who listen. And for Scott uh, to share his insight and his expertise in the area of uh, mental health 
and therapy. God, we pray that you would come to the aid of our families, to their children, to their sons and daughters, that they may uh, see the sun on the other side of the clouds, that they may, be, they may breathe, and that they may wrap that warm blanket around them and mm-hmm. feel your comfort and love through friends, through family, and through you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest to you, visit foresthill.org.